the sparks that will fly, but listen, my listen, my listen, my. Our philosophy of radical inclusion means there's a show for everyone. I actually first came to Kibu in 1971. Pretty sure I came to Kibu around 2000. Kebu challenges our listeners by introducing them to new ideas, new content, and music they've never heard of or been introduced to. When you support Kebu, you support all the people making it happen. You support a strong infrastructure for the next generation of media makers. Kebu is a place for locally rooted and diverse music culture, news, and opinion. Oh, you should see how he talks <laughs> when we turn the mic off. <laughs> Cable's been a resource in the community. And it's a voice for the people, you know, by the people. And so much more accessible. We're committed to the voices of the oppressed and the underserved. And we've been in that place, on the dial, for 50 years. Share this Kickstarter with your friends and help us build a city of media makers for the next 50 years. Go to kboo.fm slash Kickstarter. And thank you for your support of KBU. You're listening to KBOO Portland. The time is six o'clock and next is Kitchen Table Conversation with Mary and Marcelia Postal Wait. Stay tuned. KBU Community Radio holds open meetings concerning the operations and programming of KBU in accordance with requirements of the Communications Act of 1934 and certification requirements of the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Information about KBU Community Radio's open meeting policy is available by calling the station at 503-231-8032. Meetings will be held at 20 Southeast 8th Avenue in Portland. The Personnel Committee will meet on the second Monday of each month at 6 p.m. You know, a lot of stuff's been heavy on my mind and heavy on my chest lately, so... Look at the world around us, man, it's crashing and it's burning Got me praying to the Lord for better days and deep discernment I'm not nosy, I'm observing, I acknowledge I ain't perfect Trying to turn the other cheek and trying to be the bigger person But it's easier to say it's all reflecting in my head No more dwelling on the past and being worried about what's next It's like I'm on my last breath in, with a noose around my neck in. And it's A and A to reach this age, it really is a blessing Oppressing and depression got me stressing with this lesson Is God trying to tell me something? If he is, then what's the message? I'm trying to get this money for my brother who's a college kid Crying to myself like thank the Lord Lord God, he really did it. Leading by example wasn't hard, and plus I dated women. Taught them all I know, and two years later, I'm an auntie figure. Now what's the difference if I'm sending in this contradiction? Trying to right my wrongs, but I go left and miss the whole picture. Hazy vision, cause I'm blazing, hanging Hello. In hello, hello. This is Mary Postlewaite. Kitchen Table Conversations. We have Marshalia, my daughter in the in the uh, studio tonight, and Delphine Engineering. Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> um, so it's been a month. Um... And uh, ha- yeah, I'm I'm back. I didn't get in trouble this time. However, uh, oh my you know, it's all good. So, um, I want to talk about a couple things that I've noticed in the last month or so uh, going on around because um, I have a couple issues with it. Um, one of them I want to start off with uh, the whole CPS thing um, and the child services. Uh, they have children who they don't have space for them, so they've been keeping them in the offices and and uh, hotel rooms and stuff like that. And um, you know, I I I feel like that's because um, you know a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times uh, they take children when it's really not needed. Um, m- maybe they just need like a parenting class or something along those lines just in, instead of you taking their kids. Uh, yeah, sometimes it is warranted, but, you know, I feel like we wouldn't have that problem and have to spend that kind of money um, having to house these children if they would be more vigilant on, um, you know, the situations that go on in the household 
um, when they take people's kids. Uh, again, sometimes it is warranted, but I don't know. Maybe that's just my opinion. You know, I just feel like they should like cool it down a little bit. What do you think? I mean, because I've seen kids taken from people who it, it was deserved, but I've also seen children taken from people who, you know, maybe that particular day they were arguing or whatever it may be it was a bad day but the kids aren't abused they're not neglected they're loved it was just a bad day but the kids end up getting taken and I you know I feel like that's wrong you know you can't judge somebody's life in one visit you know and now we have this crisis with these kids now that are being housed in hotels and office buildings and stuff and you know that's not okay so, you know, I don't I don't know. I just that was just something that has been bothering me. I've been watching it on the news and it's really really been bothering me, but so I just wanted to say that. Um, but what I really want to talk about is uh the whole uh school shootings. Um I've been hearing a lot about, you know, gun control and uh, you know, gun control and gun control and, you know, as you know, Marcelia, I'm not like big on guns. Mm -hmm. You know, I know the damage that they can do. Well, it's the people. But however, um, I, I I believe people have rights, and if they want to, you know, own a firearm, then that's their their right to be able to do that. Um, but all I hear people talking about on on the news and, and whatever is we we need all this gun control. But in my belief, yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, there should be stricter rules in, in some areas of it. But let's keep it real, folks. I mean, we're talking about teenage kids, young adults that go into these schools and for whatever reason they have it in their head and they just start shooting these other children and people, you know, adults, teachers, whatever. And um, it's like, don't you think that before that happened there was something along the lines, there was some something going on that's... It, you didn't see a sign or you know you don't wake up one morning and be like oh guess what i think i'm just gonna go shoot a school up today that's it doesn't work like that you know i mean really so i'm thinking that maybe we should think about you know it starts at home you know your community it takes a village to raise a child and we got these these kids out here killing other kids and and killing adults for whatever reason is they're obviously hurting they're obviously there's something wrong somewhere in their life and they're calling out for help before something like that happens and it, it just infuriates me that nobody has even mentioned that I haven't heard not one person on the news say anything about you know maybe we should uh, start paying more attention you know mm -hmm. to to our youth and maybe we should start um, you know just listening and, and talking to them and and being more open with our kids and letting them be open with us you know um so all the the hype about gun control you know guns have been in, uh, in around for years and years and years and they're going to be around for years and years and years and as long as you're a responsible person and you carry and you're you do it the right way i don't feel like there should be a problem with that but if you have you know a, a home where it's in an uproar all the time the children are depressed or the people are de or the parents are depressed and there's things going on you know and you're not picking up on what's going on and you know i feel like i have the right to be able to talk about this and say these things because i've been in a family like that where you feel like as a child or or a young adult you feel like there's nobody there for you mm -hmm. you know and so you cry out for attention and a lot of times it's negative you know, because you don't you don't know how to love because you you don't know how to love yourself. You don't feel like anybody has shown you that. And so, you know, um, being that I, I have been there, I, I feel like we need to open our eyes, people. This is my children's generation that is doing this. This is your generation, Marcelia, which means that we, myself, my generation, have raised them. You see that problem there? Do you get it? We are the ones that have raised this generation coming up in the schools, shooting everybody up, you know. Um, and, it, you know, I, I'm a no-nonsense type of mom. We were talking about this earlier. I don't play that. If my kids would have gone into school or had any kind of issue and they did something stupid, you know, yeah, I'm not going to stop loving them. But 
they're going to have to pay the consequences for that. You know, and it's going to be paid way before they're going to go into a shoe, uh, school and shoot somebody or into a movie theater and shoot somebody or a mall or wherever it may be. You know, I, I, I have to be more hyper vigilant on that. You know, you, you have to. And I, it infuriates me. I'm so mad that nobody's blaming us. I mean, let's keep it real, folks. It's us. We are the ones that have raised them. We. Yeah, but it's not all of your fault because I I have plenty of peers around me who have good influences around them and have parents like you who are there and, you know, in their life and make sure that their kids, you know, are spoke to and are heard and they still don't care. They don't listen. Like these kids they don't just go out have and no, shoot them all up. No. They haven't gone out and shot shoot 15 people, 17 people in a school. They haven't went into a, a movie premiere and went and shot people in a movie theater. You see what I'm saying? That th there's something way deeper there that that is the issue. It's more than just yeah, but I'm we mad can't at my parents. say that it's your generation's fault because it's no. not just your generation. No, you fault. make your own choices. But what I'm saying is, we are the ones that raised your generation. You know, now the generation before us, they raised us as like, um, you know, kind of. Uh, <laughs> more of a, an oblivious they didn't really understand how to to really you know they didn't have the dynamic that we have mm -hmm. you know our the older generation before us like my parents they're very taboo yeah right absolutely you know and so you know with me i'm very open mm -hmm. and and i feel like that's what we need to do we need to be open with our kids and and the people around us because you know i've always said not saying that this is all a secretive thing but secrets hurt people and if you have anybody around, and, and I'm not just saying, yeah, it's our fault or yeah, it's the parent's fault, but let's keep it real. It starts at home. If you aren't understanding what's going on with your children, maybe you should ask some questions. Maybe you should talk to somebody or, you know, sit your kids down in, in some kind of way and on their level without judging them in some way and letting them you know express how they feel because you know however they feel is how they feel we can't tell them not to feel that way but if we don't acknowledge how they feel and it goes to this and it, and it progresses and this happens then we want to blame them and we want to say it's all it's the gun and the kid is bad and you know oh he's this but most of the time it's like it's the parent doesn't ask the right question yeah no. anybody will ask oh how are you and anybody can say oh i'm fine or right. oh, oh i'm good but as a parent you should elaborate on that like it's you know make them express <laughs> themselves right like ask them other questions and right. stuff like that you know a lot of people just end with that you right know? there's no elaborate yeah yeah like what about your day was good and then if it wasn't so good what about your day was bad you know and just sit there and talk right you know i um excuse me i uh i i don't I started watching the news, I don't know, some time ago, but I stopped watching it for a long time because it was so negative all the time. But I started watching it again because I was seeing things that had more and more to do with um, our younger generation and and the way that uh, things are, are going towards for our future. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know if appalled is the right word, but I'm blown away. I really am at the things that I see and the ignorance that I see and hear on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not the best parent in the world, and I make mistakes every day. But I try, on on a daily basis, to at least acknowledge, you know, the feelings that are going on. Whether my kids are mad, or if I see that maybe they don't look like they're very happy, or you know, whatever, I try to at least acknowledge. Oh, are you mad? Or are you upset? What you know? And no, sometimes they don't want to talk to me, but that's okay. At least I'm trying. You know, at least I'm showing them that I, I care about what's going on in their brain. And it makes a difference, you guys. It really, really does. And I, I just, you know, there's more than just the start at home issues. It's not just that. There's a lot of things and a lot of contributing factors. But, you know, coming from somebody who's had to deal with those feelings growing up, I understand mm -hmm. where that comes from. 
and you know not everybody is as strong as other people and so not everybody can deal with it the same way and those that aren't able to deal with it are the ones that end up doing things like that Mm -hmm. you know and it's sad to me that things like this are going on and it's just been happening so much lately and it's just crazy to me i i don't i i don't know but i know that it's not just gun control that we need we need um more than that it's deeper than that mm-hmm. and uh you know we gotta we gotta look at it together i mean i don't even know how to explain it we gotta open our eyes people come on now Really, we are in 2018. This is not 1950. This is not 1920. We are in 2018. Here in a minute, we're going to have spaceships running around or flying around the, the, the air and whatever, whatnot. I mean, come on now. You know, I'm not saying that's really going to happen. I'm just saying. Um, we, we have to stop being so ignorant. And I say we. And it's not just us gen- as a generation. It's everybody. Like I said, it takes a village to raise a child. And if the community can't come together and see the the issues that need to be taken care of, then we're never, ever going to get anywhere. We're not. You know, I've, I've said this many times on the air. We're leaving our children with what kind of, you know, what are we, what are we leaving them? What are we going to leave them? When we're all gone, then what? What's going to be left? You know, we're we're the ones we have to put our foot down we have to to fix this you know it's no it's not a 100 percent fixable thing nobody can fix everything 100 percent. and there's always extenuating circumstances to every situation but you know in general we got to be more vigilant people we have got to to open our eyes and listen to what's going on around us we have got to listen to the kids we've got to listen to the community we've got to listen and we've got to do something about it because before you know it all of our children are going to be screwed and that's the way it's going to be we're going to be gone and they're going to be in an uproar it's going to be war after we're gone they're going to be you know race wars and and all them extra ism wars you know that's what's going to happen because we haven't given them the proper tools to lead a successful you know life and and go on with the future successfully we we haven't given it to them yeah we've been babied you know well not me but like yeah we've been babied we've let you know catered to and absolutely everything and you know and then we're not spoke to and you know all of like our if if our parents were to be more raw more real about what they've been through if they were to show us who they really are on the inside maybe a lot of this generation would be different because I, i i know a lot of people who do learn from other people's mistakes and but they're not gonna they're not gonna learn from some random woman off the street if they can't learn it from their own mom right you know like so absolutely or you know their whoever's around them, their family or whatever and i only say that because so one of our friends alicia hey alicia she's from the north she's you know she grew up rough in the hood and like me you know in the same place i grew up in and she has a daughter but she wants the best for her daughter but she's showing her daughter where she's from you know she's letting her daughter not experience that but no this is this is what can happen to people you know this is where people can come from and even though parents don't want that for their children and they shouldn't want that for their their children it needs to be known it needs to be shown you know yeah there's there's preppier people than others and things like that but we need to meet all of those people we need to see things for what they are not for the rose colored lens or whatever you know (laughs) you know like it's real and you know when she said that to me it makes so much sense and so many more parents need to to realize that and you know i have you and you do that with me and it just makes me appreciate life for the fullest you know i have to live every day to its full potential because i don't know 
what's going to happen. Right. You know, and I can't take anything for granted. And just seeing it for its true colors is is what it needs to be. Basically, stop sugarcoating things for your children. You know, stop trying to be secretive and, you know, oh, I'm the best parent in They'll the world. They'll respect you more. Right. And you have know, so much more love for just you. Just be real with your kids and let them know what life is really about. You know, it's not all peaches and cream all the time. It's not all bad all the time. But we have got to be more more into whatever it is that our kids are, are dealing with nowadays. You know, got to be more, be that parent is what I like to say. I was that parent. I was the nosy parent. I wanted to know what my kids were doing. I wanted to know how they felt. I wanted to know who their friends were, where they were, what, you know, what was going on. I wasn't like, got to be on your butt every and day. And I'm going to tell you, your kid is going to get annoyed because I did too. Absolutely. But I'm 20 years old now and I can look back when I was 14, 15 and when my mom was doing all of those things and she still does it to this day. She'll do it till, you know, I'm gone. But when I was younger, I realized what she was doing it for and I respect her so much and I appreciate everything that she's done. And like your kid isn't going to like it when you do it right then and there no they're going to be mad yes they're going to be upset but in the end they're going to realize what it was for mm-hmm. whether it's a year a day later you're like have a, a way easier time being able to talk to your children like that and, and they're going to be more comfortable talking to you when you're like that kids are not stupid they know what's up and you know it, it doesn't even just have to be parents and children it can be you know your friends or your neighbor mm-hmm. or who in whatever relationship you have with the right. person um you know you want all these things when you meet somebody whether you they're your friend or they're a family member or you know boyfriend girlfriend husband whatever you have all these different things in your head that you want them to be like or mm-hmm. that you want them to you know have about themselves or or whatever but you know we don't very rarely do you get it all yeah okay so you know we have to like be tolerant of things that we don't understand Mm -hmm. in other people and a lot of times today people are quick to dismiss what they don't know people fear what they don't understand and you know um and, and me too i'm not innocent of this i've done this you know well yeah i've done it before too everybody has but when it's, you think about it, why dismiss it? Why be as afraid of the unknown? If anything, you should want to learn. You should want to expand yourself in every way that you possibly can. With the people around you. Like, you know? I want... When I'm around people, I want them to feed me mentally and emotionally, yeah, not just stimulate, physically. Right. You know, like, I want to have... I want to know when I get around that person, I'm going to be positive. And... Hello? Hello? Are, are you there? We have a caller, oh. Jeff. Hello. Hello. Hello, uh, M&M. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today? You know, I'm okay. Good. And oh. I, think, I think we're going to be okay, but I wonder. Yeah, sometimes I do, too. <laughs> the, 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 it, it, Mary, you know, I, golly, I, it's each and every generation has a responsibility for the next. Let's make no mistake of that. That's true. Especially for education, which is the only answer to so many of the troubles we see all around this beautiful planet. Mm-hmm. Education. That being said, how do we prevent what becomes, especially among young men, a contempt for other people? Mm-hmm. You know, and the more we learn about the world, the more contemptible uh, the world becomes, the more we have contempt for everyone else. And when you, at, at that point, you actually dehumanize your own, your own people. Right. I'm tempted to call them bags of worm food, but <laughs> even the worms are going to turn up their noses when they offered the opportunity of eating any number of these fetid American carcasses. <laughs> That being said, right. Uh, in the old way, in the old day, we allowed, we permitted, we encouraged what we call and we still call religion. 
to mm-hmm. somehow uh, intervene with these 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 uh, tangents in the road, these these possibilities of the young people going astray. Uh, and that's gone. Uh, we are the least churched city and the least churched state in the union, and so the church has lost so much of what what could have been a governing authority over the the, the bringing up of young people. Mm-hmm. And now here we are. We have young people who are, especially young boys, who are not particularly educated or curious about the world at large, per se, and are influenced in such a way as, dare I say, video games? Oh, boy. Dare I say the militaristic society we've become, especially since September the 11th? Uh, we uh, these 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 children begun begin uh, inculcated in this cult of having contempt for others, this cult of hating everyone. You saw it. You, you remember Columbine? It was in that horrible, horrible era, yep. 1999, August 19th, right around Hitler's birthday. That crazy time when everybody goes nuts. About 4:20 in the year, and it has nothing to do. With, you and I think 4:20 has something to do with. Uh, these boys, Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris, hated everyone. And they were from a fine home in suburban Denver in Littleton, Colorado. That's true. How can we prevent that from happening? Where they are seduced. These boys are seduced by these things like this right-wing bunch of, of, of Aryan, so-called Aryan white boys that think that that the white race is under great siege and has to respond and bloody 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 blah. These so-called fraternities. I, I, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. I'm sorry to burden you with the thought, but that's what it comes down to. And we remember the the uh, the beast that 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 went to the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Casino and Resort. Yes. And and, and, yeah. and let me be honest. It was very likely me who did this. It was me. I was there. I busted open that window, and I laid siege to that country music concert. It was me, because I am guilty of this awful sin of having contempt for others to the point where I hate everyone. And, and can we prevent this rotting of character from happening so early as it does? And... I don't know if you or I or anybody is on the right track because the right track seems so hard to find in this world of many, many tracks. Yeah, it does. Everybody can take their own. Everybody can just go go their own way with their smartphone and they're all set. Yeah. So I... let us not have contempt for anyone. Let us be a little more contemplative, if I might say, and mix all of that around, but more compassionate. Absolutely. Compassion and not contempt. Compassion. And it comes from woman power. You know that. <laughs> woman power. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Woman power. It's just, it's just us girls, after all. And I do so deeply appreciate Mo, your, your, your willingness to allow me to comment on it. Absolutely. I appreciate you calling in. I always love to hear your voice. Thank you, Mary. And thank you for calling. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah he did bring up a couple points. Uh columbine they were very uh they did come from affluent homes you know they had a good life and whatever whatnot so yeah but maybe we should stop spoiling our kids maybe that's i don't know my kids i tell them they were spoiled but they were but it was wasn't like they i I don't even know how to explain it. Some kids get spoiled, and it's like they just don't care about anything else. That's all they want. Whatever they want, they get. Some kids get spoiled, but they understand that, you know, it's because we spoil you because we can, and we love you, and you're my kid. You know, not because... That doesn't, that doesn't mean you can disrespect me and run right, all over me. Right, absolutely. You know, and the, some of these kids nowadays, they just feel like they have that right. You know, I feel like... A lot of it starts when they're a baby because I've noticed a lot of women when they have a son or a daughter even more so boys when their baby hits them they think it's cute oh ha ha you know oh he just you know he just hit me 
you know oh he's a baby he didn't mean it but then he becomes a toddler and he hits you again or he punches you or he throws something at you <laughs> oh he's just two you know he'll grow out of it it's <laughs> nothing well, then he comes to be eight he's yelling at you you can't control him because he's running around the house and you don't let him get away with everything in the world yeah you know like maybe <laughs> maybe we should realize like like they say when you're in when you're in your mother's womb you can feel the things that she goes through you know mm-hmm. obviously it's the same way when they're out of the womb if you allow them to do things they're going to continue to do it absolutely so you got to nip it in the bud early absolutely so yeah, yeah. they may be six well obviously not a six month old is going to punch you but you know what i'm saying if they're little and they're putting their hands on you you got to tell them no and she makes a point you know if you allow things like that i'm just going to use that you know hitting or throwing something at your parents or screaming and yelling at them and and you know whatever as as an example um if you allow your kids to do that like she said when they grow up they're going to think it's okay and then you know we want to turn around and we want to yell abuse but come on now you, you allowed your child to do it to you the whole time you know i mean you have to look at more than just that part of the picture you got to look at the bigger picture there's always more to a story you know there's always more to an incident there's never just that one little itty bitty thing that happened and just because it happened it just doesn't work like that you know there's always things that lead up to other things and you know if we took more control over the things that our kids do and you know where they go and things like that and and I'm I'm even going to go as far as to say what they wear because never yeah. in my life would I have allowed my daughter to walk out in a pair of short shorts and a ch- and a half I'm going to say this when I was 13 I looked 13 not 20 right okay you know I see young girls and young ladies walking around here today and they're 13 14 years old and they look like they're almost 20 yeah they look older than me you know? and i'm just like and they're hanging out with grown men and where are your where is your mom or your dad, your dad or somebody who cares why are you out here just running the streets doing this and then and then we wonder why things happen this is why because we allow our children to do things like that you know go through their phone i'm not take saying, their phone we have a call. Hello? Paul? Oh, hi. Yeah, I'm just listening to you guys. I'm just finishing my job as a social worker for homeless veterans mm-hmm. in uh, Beaverton. You know, I, I've been a teacher. I've been a journalist. And, I, you know, I really do have a lot of respect for young people. I, I, I'm just really kind of upset a bit here. You know, Ronald Reagan um, was an old man who was spoiled, uh, you know, generals that have bombed countries, uh, presidents who said that, you know, a good Indian is a dead Indian. <laughs> I mean, these are these are old people that, um, to me, uh, represent the, the height of being spoiled, whether it's Trump or the Clintons or the Academy Awards, all these multimillionaires and billionaires who can bomb villages. Our country itself is spoiled. You know, we bomb... Yemen, we bomb Afghanistan, we have drones that go into wedding parties. So it's nice to say that our kids are spoiled or that we have this, this Columbine effect, but truly our culture at the mm. adult level is, is, is a cesspool of spoiled, rotten murderers. And what are these kids getting as examples? Uh, halftime shows where, you know, the military flies over with their F-18s. Those are murder machines mm-hmm. and uh, we have bombed japan uh with firebombs before we dropped two uh hydrogen uh, atomic bombs on two cities we shouldn't have done that we knew it was it was just mass murder what we did in vietnam i spent time in vietnam so i really do respect young people i know that there's a lot of uh snowflake accusations against our young people but the snowflakes are the people that watch the Academy Awards, the people that are made multi-billions of dollars, they're the ones that are more scary to me than some uh, guy, white nationalist kid, shooting up a high school. Um, I'm very concerned 
uh, with our eyes being turned on the wrong enemies in our society. It's not the young people that are their enemies, but the adults. The Zuckerbergs who, you know, he's not old, but he's not young, who create Facebook or the people that, that control Google. These are all adults. Jeff Bezos, who owns Amazon.com, he's a tax cheat. He has put money offshore the way he treats his employees. These are the, the real demons in society. So I have a hard time understanding where young people are going to see great examples of great unspoiled adults in the society. We are one spoiled adult world of murderers. And so young people have no models other than the, the role models that are out there. And it's not just Trump. It's Obama. It's the Clintons. It's the Bushes. It's every senator. It's it's the, the actions of these adults, adults, adults are the culprits in this society, not the young, young, young. That's uh, well, I believe that's what know? I've been saying, um, that, it, you know, if we, we as the adults need to be hy- more hypervigilant on what's going on um, as we raise this younger generation to come up. That's what I've been trying to say. I mean, I know that. No, you, you. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. We need to be telling our fellow adults that they have responsibilities, that they have to get their act in order and their house in order. We have to be standing down racists and these capitalists who laugh at poor people and homeless, whether they're young people or not. We have more young people in poverty now than we did in the 1960s. That is structural violence. That's not the young people's fault. We have to teach young people to revolt and to stand down these systems of oppression. And those systems are not created by the young people. They're created by the Democrats and Republicans, the business owners, the way the mayors run cities. This is a, a, a thing you and I as adults have to continue to have these conversations with other adults, not be afraid to, to challenge a Trumpy, not be afraid to challenge somebody who thinks Hillary Clinton's the best thing since Twinkies. We have a problem of confused adults out there trying to lay the blame on, you know, the next generation. And yes, they are the next generation. And, uh, you know, we've, we've laid a really poor foundation for them as adults. Yeah, I believe that too. I believe, I believe that too. And, um, yeah, uh, I appreciate you calling, calling in. And I appreciate your radio show. Absolutely. Thank you very Thank much. You. And, and, you know, maybe not necessarily everything that he said I agree with, but the same, the same concept. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, we as the adults need to figure it out, people. Come on now. Kids will be kids. So, all right. Well, we're going to take a break and um, I'll be, I'll be back in two and two. This is Miguel Adorn. Supreme. 
was singing to us that was great so um okay so now i want to talk about something else i want to talk about um sex trafficking so a friend of mine um alicia again uh went on a tour Mm -hmm. of the shanghai tunnels um uh beneath portland and if you guys have ever been downtown um and you know where hobo's restaurant is it's like a block up from voodoo donuts that's where it's at it's right underneath the hobo restaurant so uh they tell you the history of the shanghai tunnels and things like that but you know they were used for human trafficking um not just sex slavery but you know labor slaves and things like that um so uh i had gotten a my friend had brought me a couple things so if you're listening and you I'll be giving out some numbers um, at the end of my my show um, for like the National Human Trafficking Hotline and things like that so I'll be throwing out numbers if you want to get a pen and paper Um, and I just I want I want to read a couple things on here to you guys because this has always been a real important topic to me um, being uh, as though I being from where I'm from and being um, in that same system, I guess you could say, you know, of human trafficking, sex trafficking, um, I I take it to heart. But anyway, so it says, what is human trafficking? And, you know, modern day slavery is defined as human trafficking. It's it's a crime that exploits men, um, women, children, um, for acts of sex or labor, um, meaning they get paid very little and they have to work long, long hours and they're treated bad. Um, it's called labor trafficking. Uh, the recruitment, harboring, transportation, provision, or obtaining of a person for labor or services through the use of force, fraud, or coercion. Um, for the purpose of subjecting to in- involuntary servitude, and debt bondage or slavery so um you know it's really really big um now on the news we Mm -hmm. hear a lot about uh the sex trade and things like that and how portland has been a huge hub for uh sex slavery the i-5 corridor absolutely we sit right on it so um you know I don't think that there can be enough conversation about this. Um, we need to. This is another reason why we need to be aware and absolutely uh, of our, where our kids are, what our kids are doing, who our kids are with. Because, yes. you know, we have so many tourists coming in and out and, you know, we are on the I-5 corridor and it's not just women anymore. No, They're targeting not. boys, old men, you know, all ages, races. They don't care. They're starting to target so many more people other than women. Like, Oh, it's scary. Yes. Um, absolutely. You know, we we need to... I'm going to just say our young ladies because it's more prevalent with girls. However, there are men and young boys also that are victims to this. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to take away from that. So, um, but I, I know that here in Oregon, the the percentage of traffic children is extremely high um and recently on the news i've uh, i saw that they had caught like 107 sex traffickers and uh they picked up 100 um 
victims. So they're trying to do something about it. However, but there's uh, hundreds of yes. thousands. And, you know, a lot of the victims don't come forward for one reason or another. And I want to put out there that, you know, if any of you that are listening know somebody or are in that situation, I want you to know that there are ways out. And, um, you know, there are people that will listen to you and help you and keep you safe. Um, even if it's you know walking into a school and going up to a random teacher and just telling them what's going on with you or going into an airport and going to you know somebody official in there and telling them what's going on i mean anything you can walk anywhere go to a grocery store and tell somebody in the grocery store but that there's you something know going best on. that it's not that it's easier said than done absolutely it is easier said than done however you know if more people would have told me that there was help out there and was willing to show me that they were there to help me then maybe I would have been able to get out of it faster maybe but you know I there there's a feeling there once you're in it and they, they catch you and you're in it and you're just hooked there's a fear there right you know and that's why I said you yeah know best that it's easier right. said than done however me being somebody who's been there um I can tell the young girls out there that I know I know how it is and I know the fear and but I also know that the grass is greener on the other side at this particular subject you know um, I thought that when I was in the lifestyle there was so much money going on and all that it was great but I didn't realize how unhappy I really was until I came home and even though I didn't have the money I had I was so less stressed. I had so less problems. I wasn't being abused. I wasn't being violated in some kind of way, you know, and um, it made me feel a lot better, even though I wasn't able to buy the things that I want monetarily, mm -hmm. you know. Um, it made me feel better knowing that I wasn't gonna get punched in my face or I wasn't gonna have to go out there and do whatever I had to do to get some money to do or to come and not get beat up or you know whatever it may be that's going on um, but I wanted to bring the whole situation up and I, and I'll do it a lot in our shows because it is so prevalent here and it is such a big deal um, I mean you know me and my daughter we walk down the street and I don't think there's ever a time that we've ever gone somewhere where there hasn't been somebody who's taken a double take or come or, around the corner and want to stare at us. Yeah, they either stare at us you know, or they try and speak to us. Right. And, like, you know, we're not talking cares. about some young some young dude who just thinks my daughter's cute and wants to, you know, or some gentleman who wants to, you know, come and talk to me. Or we're talking about, you know. People who would those follow. Those type of people. Right. You know. Not, not. Those of you who know what I'm talking about know, know who what? I'm talking about. You know, you can tell when you're in when you're in that lifestyle. You know who it is that's that's you know coming around or whatever. And I've taught my daughter, so she she sees it too. You know, and it's sad that we can't even walk down the street without somebody you know saying something or doing something or staring or something. You know. Um, and, and it's not just them staring it's how they stare right. it's how they stare absolutely and how they say what they say um but that was a little got a little off track there but anyway let me throw out some numbers here real quick before i forget because my mind is going crazy right now so um <laughs> <laughs> so okay there's a few here it real. there's a few here we got uh multnomah county human trafficking hotline okay and that's 503-793 9221 503-793-9221 um, Catholic Charities Outreach and Support to Special Immigrant Populations um, and that's another thing that's prevalent you know people uh, they tend to like I'll say Hispanic the Hispanic culture um, they're very hard working so, and they work for very little money when it, when it comes to like uh, slave labor and things like that um, so immigrants especially have to be careful especially if you don't speak very good English you really have to be careful about who you um, you know put yourself out there to because mm -hmm. people will take advantage 
Um, so their number, the Catholic Charities Outreach, is 503-688-2713. 503-688-2713. Um, the Sexual Assault Resource Center. The Sexual Assault Resource Center is 503-640-5311. It's a 24-hour crisis line. So um, you can call them anytime. So again, 503-640-5311. National Human Trafficking Hotline, 1-888-3737-888. I know that sounds funny, but that's how it's, how, how it showed here. <laughs> it's probably 373-7888. Um, and that's also 24 hours. So you can call them anytime. Um, and of course, you know, there's always 911. Um, you can always call them too. I'm sure that they could help some kind of way. Maybe send the police to you. Uh, <laughs> and anyway, um, Organs Against Trafficking Humans. Um, Oath. It's a volunteer outreach and education branch of the Oregon Human Trafficking Task Force. Um, their number is 1-888. There it is again. 7 or 3737-888. So, um, Yeah. You can call them and they can help also. Um, if you know anybody or you yourself, again, are... Or even even if you're just in an abusive relationship, it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're being, you know, uh, prostituted or, you know, made to work long hours for little pay, things like that. It could be any kind of abuse. If you're being abused in any way, men, women, or kids, if you, you know, if you need help, um, they're, they're there. And, and they can help you um, and I've always said if if you hear me on the air and you know that I'm here you can always call me and I can take a private call I can call you back if you need need be and you know I don't have to be who I am you know we can make it work you can get help um, so I want you guys to to keep that in mind um, also I, I just I want to let everybody out there know sometimes things that I say people don't agree with and that's okay um, you know nobody ever agrees with everything that everybody does but when I come into the show I try to at least you know give a different perspective um, on things that go on in, in society that I have dealt with in my life or have been prevalent in my my life at this time yeah, and sometimes some of the things that I say are the topics are, are kind of touchy um, but I'm not afraid to talk about them and you know we need to to talk about them more um, and we need to talk to our children more about it um, that way when our children have children maybe that the depression and and the greediness and the ignorance that's going on today maybe will subside some um we don't know for sure what's going to happen but we can hope and we can try and the only way it's going to happen is if we do it and we do it in multiple one person can't change the world we can try and we can hope that we can but everybody needs help sometime and you know if we stop putting our noses up to you know somebody with an issue or a kid on the street who's homeless or you know somebody who's crying because they're having a bad day whatever it may be you know stop turning away stop thinking that it's not your business it might not be your business but you never know you never know if that situation that you're walking away from is going to turn into another columbine or another, you know, Umpqua, or any other Sandy Hook, any other school. You never know. You may be saving somebody just by taking the simple act of just listening to what they have to say. You know, um, everybody is important. Nobody is any better than anybody else. And regardless of what other people think, just because you have money, doesn't make you better just because you're poor doesn't make you worse 
we all bleed red blood and we have to be we we have to take control of our communities and our lives if we want our futures and our kids futures to go you know right we're the ones that elect these people into office us as society so you know if we want things to change we got to stop and we got to to change the way we think about things and and how they go we, we not everything can be exactly the same as it was yesterday because maybe it's just not going to work you have to try different things we have to move forward and, and progress so you know i i'm i just ask everybody out there just you know try to be the best person that you can be and try to be the best person you can be to people you don't have to walk around and hate life you don't have to hate people and you don't have to hate yourself there are there there's things out there that can you know people to talk to things to do there's always a way out if you just want it and you ask for it we be more compassionate to others have more tolerance have more patience you know listen up a little more you know if you're one who wants to be listened to maybe you should listen you know it, it, life doesn't have to be as complicated as it is you know i'm i'm just saying so for all of you out there who you know think that there's nothing wrong there's nothing going on and everything's okay and your children are fine and they don't have any problems i beg that you stop and you reevaluate everything because you may think that everything is perfect but there's a problem if it is nothing is perfect ever there's always a wrinkle in something find it so that you can elaborate on it and fix it it's not that hard you heard from my daughter the younger generation sat here and told you with their own words you know listen we as the parent and we as the adults need to listen and to open our ears and to stop judging and to stop you know following behind these people as as the caller said you know trump and all of them you know idealizing them it's it doesn't have to be like that you know stop we we can all get along it can work you know we don't have to keep destroying people and the world around us you know so i just hope that everybody can can love one another or even if you don't love them like them or even if you don't like them pretend you do <laughs> just you know don't be so negative and everything will be it'll be all right in the end but i'm gonna get off the air and this will be otis redding sitting on the dock of the bay i'm out and i will see you next month with love peace Sitting in the morning sun I'll be sitting when the evening comes Watching the ships roll in And then I watch them roll away again Yeah, I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away Sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. I left my home in Georgia, headed for the Frisco Bay. Cause I've had nothing to live for, and look like nothing's gonna come my way. So I'm just gonna sit. On the dock of the bay Watching the tide roll away I'm sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time Look like nothing's gonna change Everything still remains the same what ten people tell me to do So I guess I'll remain the same Sitting here resting my bones And this loneliness won't leave me alone Listen, 
2,000 miles I roam Just to make this dock my home Now I'm just gonna sit at the dock of a bay Watching the tide roll away Sitting on a dock of a bay Wasting time listening to KBOO Portland. The time is 7 o'clock and next is Keeping It Real with Aron and Nick Deasy. Stay tuned. This is your community radio station, KBOO Portland. KBOO Radio builds media makers. We believe strong, resilient